This is the Propelex Podcast, a discussion on investing in all things startups. Startup investing is highly risky. Please listen carefully to the disclosures at the end of this podcast. Hey, this is Andy, and this is the Propelex Podcast. We've had a few episodes out uh, on who should be an angel investor, getting started, and we had a conversation with a seasoned angel. So let's get into the heavy lifting portion of things. Today, we're gonna talk about how to evaluate a startup for investment. We're gonna start with this discussion today with our CEO, Swati Chaturvedi. Swati's also the managing partner of our venture capital fund, the Newton Fund. All right, Swati, let's get started (laughs) understanding the process of evaluation. Uh, How would you lay out the process? Thanks, Andy. Hi, everyone, good to be here. Um, So let's start with the goal of evaluation. Our goal is to understand if this company that we are looking at, this can yield us returns in the long run. And Mm -hmm. it would do that if it were itself profitable. So our goal is to understand if this company is likely to make a profit in the long run. Um, And sometimes that's so far out because many of these startups are really visionary. They're bringing new technologies to market that it is not as evident as it would be for a public market company, for example. Or or, real estate. Or real estate firm. Specifically, there are no discounted uh, cash flows, there is no no forecasts and so on. So you have to use your imagination a little bit. But there are frameworks. Mm -hmm. There are frameworks that people use. Different people use their own frameworks. There is no kind of trademark or patent on these. Anyone can use any framework. And I can I can share with, with our audience what framework we use internally uh, to, to evaluate these companies. Yeah, I think that'd be helpful. Before um, I explain our evaluation framework, I want to reiterate that these are high-risk opportunities. Um, and I will continue to reiterate that each time. And... While we are going to talk about frameworks, these frameworks are not exact science by any means. They are just frameworks, ways of thinking. People can use different frameworks, but that's what it is. So this is one way, like I said, to evaluate these companies. We use a set of eight factors, and I can explain how we think of them. But an eight is a lot for an audio podcast, so so we'll have some write-up out about this as well. Um, But specifically, those eight factors are what is the market, what is the competition, what is the regulation. Um, And then moving on, these are the external factors. So you can broadly divide them into external and internal. External factors are market, competition, regulation. And then moving on, there's a set of internal factors. So technology, uh, whether or not the company has IP um, or how it protects its IP. Um, How are they positioned to execute? What are their execution plans? That's the sixth factor. Seventh is financing risk. So how much capital does this company need? And finally, eighth is exit potential. How much money this company could make for me in the long run? So it's mm-hmm. kind of a long list, but I'm putting it out there for our listeners. Eight factors, market competition, regulation, technology, IP, execution, financing risk, and exit potential. Yeah, and so there'll be a write-up of this that goes along with the podcast to yeah. walk everyone through that. But I think... It'd be helpful to understand uh, the logic behind this. Yeah, sure. So the way we think of it is when a company comes along offering a product or service, there is a buyer for this. In other yeah. words, there's a market for it. And that's what we call the market, right? So we want to understand 
how many buyers, how much would they pay, and how much dollar revenue potential would it translate into. So that's at the highest level, there is the market. Now, some of that market gets taken by competitors, right? So if you think of this big kind of universe or big circle, think about Mm. it visually as a big circle, that's our market. Within that, some segment of it or some portion of it gets taken by the competition. So we are left with a smaller portion, right? So we need to consider what's the total market, what's the what's the competition. Then we're left with this smaller portion, which is the revenue potential for our company, right? Can I stop you there? Yes. Because most startups don't have any revenue when they start. Yes. So how do you think about... I mean, what's the time frame that you're thinking about? You know, I mean, it's the yes. ideal state or if things were fully executed yes. according to spec and, you know, our best belief. How do you how do you gauge where that, you know, what's left? Yeah. So we have to think of the ideal stage. Mm. In that ideal stage, how much money would this company be making and how much would it be acquired for, mm-hmm. right? Because that's when we will get our return. Mm-hmm. Into that somewhere we'll play the, the time frame. But for now, we should be thinking of what is the potential market? You know, what do we think this company could earn? And then within that, from those revenues, some amount has to be subtracted for execution purposes. That's when you're left with the profits. Ultimately, in the public markets, it's all discounted cash flow of profits, right? But since that doesn't exist in the private markets, you do have to qualitatively gauge all these factors. Mm -hmm. So we discussed what is the total addressable market. That's the market. Some portion of it gets taken up by competition. Um, And then the remaining of what revenues come to our company, the remaining is expended. There are some costs that are expended to earn a profit. And those costs could be in addressing regulatory barriers, developing your technology, executing, just getting suppliers, you know, getting manufacturing in order, distribution, all that kind of thing. Um, and then, so, so that's where we come to technology IP execution risk. Mm-hmm. And then there is this idea that especially in our business, we focus on deep tech. Um, There's this idea that some companies need more money than others to succeed. Let me give you the example of a drug company. On average, if you're going to come out with a blockbuster drug, blockbusters are those that are earning a billion dollars or more every year in revenues. To develop a blockbuster drug, tens of millions go into it. Mm -hmm. Why do they go into that process? You, you have to do clinical trials, you have to cross the regulatory barriers, you have to establish specific types of manufacturing processes, and so on. So there's a long time to revenue, right? But when the revenue comes, it's very big. So this company needs a lot of financing to get to exit. Mm-hmm. And that is the financing risk. Mm-hmm. A lot of companies fall by the wayside, especially the capital intensive ones. Because they're not able to line up the financing to get to exit. Mm -hmm. And this is an all or nothing game, right? Right. In some of these companies. So so that's where financing risk comes in. You have to estimate that. Mm -hmm. And then finally is the exit potential. By exit potential, typically when companies have an exit, I mean, what are the types of exits? You could have have an acquisition, right? Right. You could have a company that goes IPO in the best of cases, or you could have a company that chugs along and gives you dividends, mm-hmm. right? That's that's a public market scenario. Um, so coming back to this, when you think of the exit, 
you because the whole purpose of evaluation is for you to figure out how much money you would make so it's important to understand what kind of exit you would have mm-hmm. in our case which is mostly deep tech companies it's m&a so we want to understand how much would this company be bought for mergers and acquisitions mergers and acquisitions yeah. um those are typically multiples of revenues but when it is a technology buyout it's much harder to predict mm-hmm. right um so you want to understand what are the comps comparable transactions uh that have happened in this space how much were these companies bought for mm-hmm. over what timeline where did they have to get to and so on so it's a complicated framework but it is more or less comprehensive i'm not saying this is 100% exhaustive i'm sure there'll be uh factors which we haven't considered mm-hmm. but internally that is how we think of evaluating these companies if i were to summarize what you're saying i would i would kind of put it into the on the highest level you said there's the kind of external internal factors yes and so is there kind of like what is the potential in the world for this company to create value yes uh and then what is the specific potential of this team company entity mm-hmm. corporation to execute on that value that has the potential to be created. Yes. And then within each of those there's different caveats that help you understand those and then once you kind of have a sense of okay here's the big opportunity, here's the kind of like probability of success, what I hear you ultimately saying is that that goes into the world that, you know, we live in or will live in 10 years from now. And then there's certain kind of financial and economic indicators around that end market. that will then determine the valuation range. Awesome, yeah. And that's a very idealized kind of way of thinking about it. But you're kind of saying, okay, let's take the big picture, let's look at the specific parts of this, and then let's figure out where this is going to go in the world. And so it's putting all those pieces together that's kind of the hard but fun and interesting work. I mean, yeah. I think that's why a lot of people do this is because your pattern matching and thinking about visioning. Yeah, where the trends the are headed, things yeah. like that. um and then putting your money where your mouth is kind of yeah. which yeah. is pretty amazing. I mean I've heard VCs say right so at the highest level <clears throat> at one time I pitched my company they were like how big do you think this is going to be essentially he got to the market size like right away and how much revenue I intend to make from this and so on and so yeah, forth yeah yeah um but that's what they're looking for well I think there's a lot to get in with each of these things yeah. uh I think it makes sense for us to kind of wrap up this podcast and I know that we're going to get into podcasts uh in subsequent weeks um with each of these topics yeah, analyzing each of these yeah so do you want to give it a kind of final recap and then we can uh yeah, call sure. it a day sure i mean this is something that i already said but let's think of eight factors and we can have podcasts on each of these the market the competition regulation technology ip or lack thereof execution financing and exit we'll discuss each of these in detail in coming coming podcasts thank you awesome swati yeah. thanks for your time thank you andy propellex is a funding platform not a broker dealer securities are offered through hubble investments member finra sipc and an affiliate of propellex private investments are highly illiquid and risky and are not suitable for all investors past performance is not indicative of future results You should speak with your financial advisor, accountant, and or attorney when evaluating private offerings. Neither Propellex nor Hubble Investments makes any recommendations or provides advice about investments. 
Additional information and disclosures can be found on our website, propelx.com.